Hello, everyone. TJ Schwartz here. I've got Lucas Burnley with me. This is the Edge and Flow pod. It is the first podcast recorded in the year 2024. I am a loser, and we recorded one at the very end of last year that has not gone live yet. So you're going to get two new episodes in 2024, but this is the first one recorded this year. Feels good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Or this is a weird, weird intro question, but like, are New Year's specifically or like very valuable to you? Like, when you hit a New Year, are you like, okay, I'm going to change this and this and this? Uh, it's, I'm not super into the like New Year's resolution thing. Yeah. I think what it more so is for me is a time to audit because yeah. you, it's a time to look at the last year. Yeah. My physical health, the family, relationships, the business. How'd we do? And I don't think it's necessarily that I'm thinking about resolutions, but in doing that kind of look back, I almost always have some thoughts about how to change things. So it's not, I mean, you could call it resolutions, it's a different way of wording it, but the focus point for me is looking back on the year. Same, same for me. Like I, I kind of realize it because I see everybody like making New Year's resolutions. I'm Mm -hmm. like, actually, I don't have any. And I wouldn't say that that's like nor- quite like the norm. It mm-hmm. just ha- maybe how it like shook out this year. Um, mm-hmm. We can like swing back and talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to talk uh, shop Thanks stuff? to everyone on Patreon, by the way. We did get some new subscribers recently. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. And we have a downshift thread in there, like a conversational chat. And I wanted to bring it up, maybe talk about it later or something. But I've been needing a downshift. I want to do that soon. And uh, yeah, if you guys are doing downshifts, jump on in Patreon and start telling us what you're doing. It's been fun to to see. Yep. But yeah, thank you guys for the Love for the support. Yeah, thanks guys. Overall. Yes, yeah. Well, um what have you been up to? Uh You've been in the- a kind of a, a lot and nothing all at the same time. Um I'm in design mode and mm-hmm. no matter what I can like try to do i can't seem to like shake it mm-hmm. um i like called you a couple days ago and was like what's going on I was stuck yeah. in a vortex mm-hmm. um, sticky yeah so I'm, i gave myself like a little bit of space around it because like the my brain is is kind of firing on on like design but also the learning component and this is where like some of the, you know, like talking about like new year's resolution stuff. I think I had like the last quarter of last year, I had put in to place some habits that satisfied whatever that like coming into yeah. the new year would be. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is tricky because I do have shop work and dude, it's like all I can do just to like the most basic yeah. tasks in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just so design flow. Dude, yeah. it's well, and I have like, I've got one deadline and this is like, this is like ADHD brain stuff that is so frustrating, which is I have a deadline. I have a design in process. I'd literally just posted about this in my Facebook group this morning. Cause I was like, I sat down at the computer ready to go and had an idea and instantly just started sketching mm-hmm. and the sketch is what I wanted to work on. And like that concept, yeah. it took me two hours to get back to the CAD that I needed to do. Uh, just like, I can't direct it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, creativity spills out all over the place, dude. It's oh, not, man. 
yeah so unpredictable it really well and that's like i think that's why i've been so interested watching your process over specifically this last year just because i know i know like some of your creativity that's like on tap and you've done a really good job of like focusing it suppressing too. it <laughs> i don't think you are though that's the thing i don't do you think you're suppressing it it's the creativity is has been pointed at problem solving yeah not at new inventions i guess you could say right are you still problem solving that's the i guess that's the big question right is like you're still in active problem solving phase do you feel Uh, that way yeah Yeah. okay yeah Mm -hmm. which like there's a lot that's an easier thing to point focus at right right as opposed to like maintenance yeah kind of yeah it's like a bear in the trail. It's okay. like, what are you, what are you thinking about? You're thinking about that. Yeah. So I check in next year and ask him about that. Yeah. Once yeah. all the problems are theoretically solved. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's basically, that's basically what I've got going on. It's a really weird production cycle, mm-hmm. but I feel yeah. good because the one, basically the one design that I'm working on, if I start off the new year with a new design going into production, um, with CRKT, that's like a that's like a really nice way for me to start, and I might actually yep. try to make that kind of like an annual goal, like like uh, like start finalizing it on January first. Is that what you're saying? And that first submission, I don't even know if it's that organized again because like I've always got a few things in process, but like this design specifically has been something that is like rattling, been rattling around, around in my brain for probably six months had initial sketches held off on doing it because I wanted to do it in fusion. And now I'm like cooking on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe it would be like by mid year or last quarter, I've finalized a concept mm-hmm. to go into production, which is then submitted in the new year. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It might be too structured for me, but no, that makes sense. So, so I like the idea. Um, what about you? What's the first week look like? Um, kind of changing some, some things. So we, I did a bunch of Instagram stories about it. We really changed the way that, so orders come in, they come in through my website. They have all these custom options. It's not that hard in the way that we're doing things to make these super custom configured products where everyone's choosing like 10 different option Mm -hmm. possibilities. It's not that hard to make them. The hard part is actually organizing in some way that you can actually look at them and like filter them and scan them and see like how many of these do I need? How many of those? Um, It's not the making that's the problem. And so we've always just had it where in the beginning we were printing pieces of paper. Did I, I, hopefully I didn't go too much into detail on this on the pod. Did we already do that? Uh, A little, but I don't think it hurts to like recap. If I did, I'll keep it short. Basically, the new way of doing it is we have a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet is the list of of things that need to be made for each thing. And then the benefit of the spreadsheet is you can filter columns to where you only see the thing that you need to be making, which is the game changer. Yeah. Because anything on paper is a lot harder to look at and be like, how many of this do I need? How many Cerakote? Um, Anyway, that was a game changer. But the implementation has been what I've been working on this week because uh, basically 
with it up on the screen and and he has like sort of a list of things to work on we're we're more clearly seeing the things that we're lagging on and the things that we're ahead on and we did have some Cerakote delays um at the end of last year that have kind of got us backed up and on that side but i think we have a solution there um but yeah kind of getting organized there and then um kind of getting ready in a weird way this new shop that i talked about is looking to be very likely within the next month or so. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to look at our shop. I used to, if I had an idea to do something and I was like, that's going to be better and more functional when I get to the next shop, I would just kick the idea out and be like, I'll do it later. I'll do that yeah, some other not, time. Yes, but later. Yeah. Yes, but later. But now when something comes up, I'm like, we need this. I don't know where we're going to put it, but I should probably just order it because we, yeah. it's time to start actually putting things in, in place that, will be in that new shop. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about that on the sidelines. Uh, it's been, it's been a whirlwind though. It's, I'm really happy with how things are going. It was a solid end of the year. Do you see, do you see shop move affecting, like, how do you see that affecting production for you? So the benefit that I have is that we've, we're working fours and everything's set up on fours. Right. So I might be committing a Friday, Saturday for a couple of weeks to make this not be a total implosion. Right. Um, so it's also is... a local move, which is huge. Yeah. yeah. So because moving shops is something that I've done a, a handful of times, mm-hmm. brainstorming that one could be fun. I mean, I think yeah. you probably have it in mind, but like, and you said, if you do yeah. it two or three days, you move everything non-critical to the new space, which clears space for moving the machines. I mean, really like you could almost have the shop completely assembled, put back together. Last step is to move the machines, machines go into place, machines get hooked up and you could like be back in production. Yeah. Which is wild. Is that the plan? So the, the plan first and foremost is to get in there and get power and air in place so that the machines are literally like dropped off, plugged in, leveled, and they're actually machining like within 24 hours. That's the goal. Yeah. So I don't want to move anything uh, because I don't have like a lease in my garage. Like I right. can, I can kind of drag it out. So when I get the lease signed for the new place, I will get the air and power hooked up, get a floor plan figured out, get some paint or some tape down on the floor. Um, and then, like you said, start moving things over that are non-critical um, here and there. But I think the main thing, the main push that we're going to do is our shop is so small that outside of the machines, we can move everything in a day easily. Yeah. Like it'd be like two flatbed loads. And it, I, I mean, I can walk Amazing. to the new shop. So, I mean, it's, we're talking one you minute. You can drive. walk to the new shop like oh, reasonably, easily. like you will easily. walk there in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like half, uh, what? like a third of a mile maybe. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, the move is not scaring me. It's just, I hope um, when we get there, we're not like in this state of like dizziness of like, where is everything? Um, so my main thing is, is trying to think ahead to what's the order of operations and how much should the shop be ready and what things need to be in place before we press the big red button. Um, I would almost make the argument that you'd be better off running two shops separately. I've thought about for it initially. Point. So like give yeah. yourself a month, move, move the things that are in your way. Yeah. And then, and then follow that up. But like, you'll, cause you'll, even if you do that, if you're going over to like pull inventory or like 
backstock or whatever it is, you'll start to like figure out like a workflow. Yeah. Maybe see kind of where you want it. Cause I mean, the big one you don't want to do is like move machines a bunch of times. Yeah. So as long as you know where those are kind of going. Yeah. What are you going to do with your garage? Uh, oh, that's already been decided. Trust me. (laughs) Becca (laughs) as, as excited. Uh, I'm excited too. It's, it's going to be partly home gym, partly much needed storage. We've been like desperately short on that. Um, and then, yeah, she wants to like have more free freezer space out there. So no uh, car th- parked inside. No, yeah. Yeah, we've never parked a car in there even before it was a shop. I don't want to I don't want to break that. I yeah. want to see. I I think no cars yeah. parked inside I think is the yeah. is the rule. Well, we tore the garage door out and threw it away, so <laughs> that's part of it. But uh yeah. But it'll be great. It'd be a home gym something I always wanted, so it'll be it'll be cool. That's amazing. Uh-huh. And it, it like because I already put heat and AC yep. and framed in the door. It's like you can keep it at like sixty degrees in there, pretty cheap. Uh, so we'll compressed air. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna be the old man that has like compressed air like run through my entire house at some point. Yeah, there you go. Like <laughs> need to get two screw compressors on order, one for the house and one for <laughs> yeah, the shop. One for the house. That's yeah. how we clean. You know, I mean, the kids get crumbs in their bed, and you just du- air du- yeah. you know dust it yeah. out. Like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Put a put a reel up in there in all the corners of every room. <sighs> But, but no, it's, I'm, I'm really excited that the, honestly, one of the weird things is like how big the space is, is actually a little bit disorienting because of the I options. totally get that. Yeah. Uh, cause we're talking the shop being like 60 by 40. And so it's going yeah. from 14 by 24 to 60 by 40. So it's like, it could, we could put everything in like one small corner, but obviously you want to. You don't want to, I'm you don't want to just actually, stretch out. I'm going to push back. Yeah. Okay. So when I moved, we moved to the Cape shop, we went from a thousand square feet or like 950 to 2,400. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to stretch out. It was a terrible idea. Yeah. Because you, what happens is you go to the perimeter, you fill in, you like start to line yourself up against the walls. If I was going to do that again, I probably would have recreated my shop in a corner yeah and then started maybe with like the exception of a machine like oh what does my shop look like if the cncs are out oh this gives me so much more space yeah because you guys actually have a a workflow that is functioning pretty well you have like the inventory that you have is actually taking up the space that you have and i feel like a lot of like the tendency is just to spread out yeah and i think you spend more time correcting from that than you would expanding from the thing that's already working. Yeah, you're right. I think you're 100% right. I, I think going into it, we're considering it's got it's got beams and posts. So it's like okay. two rows of posts. So it gives you a little bit of like a bifurcation yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think we want to set up these like sort of quadrants in as yeah. like cells. Yeah. So a cell the ideal situation is like this cell is a cell that would contain everything you would need. Cause like I said, we have, we have our four day week and each day is dedicated to a certain thing. Um, and it's like, I would kind of want each cell to be like that day. So the idea being you would work the Monday would be this cell, which in this case would be the machine shop would be like the style. The Tuesday is the running it, uh, G 10 and stoning. So that, you know, we'd have it set up. So it was like, as you added an employee, 
they would go into like the Monday cell and now you would be like doubling the output because they would be doing the Monday task twice. Oh, I a, love know? that. So it's like you you can just like put people in those slots if I had to hire. Um, so we're kind of envisioning it that way, but we'll see how it works out. It's almost, it's kind of easy to guesstimate space too. Like if you think about that from, from like cells, being able to be like, all right, this many square feet, like this many tools in here, like this storage and then you put a person in it that's very different like my shop right now is a one-man shop yeah it it has no flow that would work for multiple people Mm -hmm. even in a small shop like this having cells is probably pretty reasonable yeah i love that idea i i hope i hope it works out good because it it, it'd give like when dalton comes in it'd be like he's it'd be like he'd go to four different shops right it's like Monday is a sell, Tuesday's a sell. And like I said, if I hire someone else, it's like Monday and Tuesday is for you, Wednesday and Thursday is for you. Now we have double the output. You, you have awesome so. nicknames for new employees too. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday. I like yeah, it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. But yeah, so we're we're hoping, like I've said a million times, like the process is a prototype. And so it's like the fact that he's doing each thing independently like that hopefully makes it easier to delegate in the future because it's it's already separate it's, it's already it's being separate. done separately yeah. what do you do you have a gut around what your growth will look like at this point and like to say this better like you've had like rapid growth over the last however many months do you see that getting exponentially faster or do you see it like slowing down plateauing for a while? Like, what do you feel? So there's always a demand question that can, you know, punch any plan in the face is like, Mm -hmm. what's going to sell. So there's always that factor. Um, but as far as our ability to meet a theoretical demand, which is all I can really control, um, I think it feels exponential. Um, and the reason being is, we've stabilized the existing process and I cannot like, like I said, if I hired someone and divided the the days into two parties, that would be a doubling of output. I could right. do that, but I can't do it now because I don't have the space. So if we had, if we needed to do that, I would then have the shop space and the, the ecosystem to do it like at the drop of the hat if I needed to. So that feels good. But then also this new project I'm working on the LT five is a way more volume intensive thing that has yet to even see the light of day um and that is really going to benefit from the from the space and that feels to me it's almost like another business model entirely that particular knife being laminated on this one and so it's like if it if it goes well and if we can sustain what we're already doing it feels like a really good position to possibly grow um but i always take into account the fact that we're going to meet demand. And if demand is not there, then we'll, you know, yeah, we you won't pivot grow. or you adjust. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, I don't see that. I just don't see that happening. It is interesting. I love like the way that you are looking at cells of the shop. I essentially look at compartmentalization of businesses. Mm-hmm. And if, if I had more bandwidth, I would I would probably have two, at least two more brands. Mm-hmm. 
under the same. And that was always my plan with Burnley brand was like an overarching brand mm. and then like subcategories um, of just things that I'm interested in that don't necessarily fit in the primary, uh, primary, like brand, you know, identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's like a lot of value in that. And I, I, maybe it's just mental, the idea that you can like separate it. And then the, another one is just to think in terms of collections mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh yeah, like these pieces go together and then like this style and like this release date. And you know, this is a demographic that I'm going for. I think it's, I think that is why I don't actually know this, but I feel like maybe that's why a lot of brands do stick to one thing is it's, mm -hmm. it feels weird to add in something that's not in, in that exact genre. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. It, it's going to be, I'm, I'm like, I'm really excited. I'll say that. I'm really excited. The shop, there, the shop changes everything. Is there, do you have any machine purchases like planned at this point? It's, it's not to the point. So last cabinet getting ordered immediately. Okay. Uh, What'd you end up going with? So Trinko okay. it makes a really cool one that has an attachment for a rotary tumbler. Which, so which you can, Trinko did you get? Well, I haven't ordered it yet, but yeah, I got a quote. Okay, okay. Is the 20, the something 20? T20. 20 inches wide? Yeah. I've got two um, of those. You have two of those? Yeah. Nice. That's what everyone recommended when yeah, I asked. They really are yeah. like glass cabinets are so simple. But yeah. like after you've had like a handful of like Harbor Freight and like other yeah. glass cabinets, these are just they're industrial machines at yeah. like hobby shop size. Yeah, which is exactly what I want. Yeah, because we're not and, yeah. and and the I'd say hobby shop, but like scaled to the size of our product, which is right. really it, what it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to blast like a differential axle right. thousand yeah, or you some don't need crap. To fit, like yeah, yeah. Know. So. Uh, but, um, I can't even think but, of anything that's blasted. I was going to say like a shovel and I was like, did they even blast shovels? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the, uh, that's going to come. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet until I signed the lease just to be a hundred percent certain I should put an asterisk next to all this. I haven't signed the lease yet. Still getting there. Uh, but anyway, the blast cabinet and a, I'm going to buy a metal shear. That's pretty Ooh. heavy. That's like, maybe three or 300 pounds and it's going to be for cutting kydex Love it. and it's overkill for kydex but i it's like everything i can find to cut kydex is either underweight yep. or way overweight yeah because they make like basically like a cardboard paper shear and then they make like a full-blown sheet metal shear and i can't find anything in between that makes sense so i was just going to buy a true metal shear that has the ability to set up stops yeah so you uh giant pile of kydex can come in in sheets and you just sit there and chunk out exactly the dimensions you need because that's a huge problem right now for us because yeah. we don't have a way to cut it how are you cutting it now just scoring and snapping scoring yeah uh, but it's to me it feels dangerous it's yeah. not ergonomic it's uh you have to measure, level that's the thing yeah you have to measure the grid out and then yeah. score it yeah. And measuring the grid takes the like the longest time and it's not smart. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. Um, what width are you going with? Like so uh, for so your shear? It'd be a twenty-five inch shear to accept mm -hmm. twenty-four inch wide sheet. And Sweet. the sheets are twenty-four by thirty-six, something like that. 
Um, but yeah, it's the narrow dimension of the Kydex will fit in the mouth of it. Um, and then we'll just have, you know, a bin behind it. So you're just, they're just falling into a bin and you're just pushing it through. Yep. Um, and so you'll basically, what are you looking at? Like three, are you thinking like three ops or something or two? It'd be, you cut it one way and then you have to pick up all those pieces and turn yep. them 90 degrees and cut them the other way. Cut them to length. Yeah. So yeah. you have two ops per blank and then. Yeah. Okay, and you're probably doing like what you say, probably like a like a six by six or depends. Uh, we'll be, but the vacuum is doing is doing both halves in one coupon. Okay, with the vacuum system, so it it's like six by seven or something. Okay, um, yeah, uh, and then different models we're gonna have have to have like a uh, like a sheet next yeah. to that thing that has like this is what each model needs. Yeah, um, but yeah, that is an immediate immediate like absolute easy button buy because it's it's gonna have to happen. Um, so those are the two things that are like quote unquote machines. Other than that, we're pretty good on just about everything across the board. It feels like, except for the theoretical planning for that next vertical mill, which is going to come, it's going to have to come. Yeah. Um, do you know what you're going to go with yet? So there's three ways I could go about it in my mind. Um, one it depends on a little bit on how I'm going to do bevels moving forward, because I think I'm going to bring in and do cup wheel, uh, bevel grinds as opposed to milling bevels pretty, pretty soon. Okay. Um, I'm going to need a, I want to have a cat 40 spindle to do that. Two options are in my mind that are close to me would be a VF two SS Haas or the style X nine, which is a new machine. They just launched. Um, and then, that would be the option to go up in size and bring in that bevel grinding. But if we decide to hold off on that style of bevel grinding for a while, I would consider another X seven. And the reason being is the Tormach is running our handle scales right now. Does a fine enough job, but it is too slow. It's too slow. Um, and so we need, if we got an X nine or a VF two SS to do the cup wheel grinding, then the current X7 that I have would be our handle scale machine. And then the Tormach would get downgraded to just Kydex, which is going to be the goal. That's where it's going to end up eventually. Um, so it's either either we get two X7s doing our current process plus scales, or we keep the X7, go put it to scales, get a bigger machine, go to bevel grinding. Uh, those are the possible options. And I do see that at least begin, at least ordering a machine in 2024 is probably pretty likely. I was going to say, like, are you, are you starting to think about machinery as like an ability to offset taxes? Uh, yeah, it has also. been both. Yeah. The yeah. other two that I bought. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this coming year for sure. Uh, so, yeah. Like section one seventy nine ing it, yeah. you know, yeah. is, pretty big my the truck yeah. i bought last year did a good job oh yeah like that that yeah. as a move is if you need it if you need to offset taxes like that is and you're self-employed like buying a vehicle is actually yeah. like a, over seven thousand pound gross vehicle weight yeah yeah dude that's amazing yep like honestly the way i look at it is like so you look at the price of a machine or anything yeah. that's that qualifies I'm looking at the price of the machine. Let's say I'm looking at a $60,000 machine. Yep. The tax savings are an immediate 30% off. Yep. Immediate. So yep. a $60,000 machine is actually 
a forty thousand dollar machine. It, that's if you're not section one seventy nine it. No, I, I right? mean like if you section one seventy nine it, you'll pay the sixty. Yeah, and you'll get the twenty back at tax time. Yeah, right. Not, okay, not as yeah, a return yeah, necessarily, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like you won't end up paying it. Yep. Yeah, because it's it's basically in the vicinity of 20, 20 to 35 percent depending yeah. on a lot of variables but yeah it's it's huge it's wild with vehicles because i think i should double check but i think you can write up to 100 percent yeah based on use so like i i yeah. claim 50 percent vehicle use for business yeah. mm-hmm. but that's a real number on a new ford oh yeah like that's a that's a good one so yeah one of the things over the last couple of years, I've tried to get better about my planning so that at the end of the year, if it looked like, hey, you can, you can like, you, if you spend some money here, there is benefit to it. A lot of times I come to the end of the year and I don't actually have that. And so yeah. this year, one of the goals is to really be dialed quarterly. Yeah. So that I can, you know, if I'm, if I'm your finger on the pulse, kind of have my finger yeah. on the pulse and I'm not a numbers guy. And so if I can do that, you know, coming into like the third quarter and being like, well, I don't need a new CNC right now, but it actually is a good time for me to purchase one. Yeah. That ties in with some incentive from Haas. And then you can section 179 it and you're like, oh, okay. And you have the capital yeah. to be able to take advantage. And because they have to, a machine to my knowledge has to be delivered. Yeah. Not purchased. Uh, I think it has to be in your premises. I think you might be right. I might be wrong, There's, but that's my. I know that thought. money has to have be, have exchanged hands. This is not financial advice. Yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. this is advisory. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, this is for entertainment purposes only. Um, but if it's December thirtieth and you're yeah. looking to buy something, double yeah. check. Yeah. What the law reads: is yeah. it delivered or is it paid for? Is it paid for? I think is you're right with machinery. I think it has to be on the floor. Yeah. So that might be like a Q2 issue, but like, yeah, yeah. this is the, these are the refinements around business. I think that are so interesting because at a point you start to like, you push out a little bit and you're like, you know, you that old adage, like, Oh, you want your money to work as hard for you as you do for it. Mm-hmm. The like around taxes as it relates to small business. I think there's, man, there's a lot of value that can be created. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you to get in that rabbit hole a little bit just starting to dial in some of my tax stuff, which I'm excited because it's the first year that I was a W2 employee of my own company because I elected S Corp uh, for the year, which not to get too far into the weeds, but I'm paying myself a literal salary as a W2 employee, as a distinct entity separate from the business, meaning that income that I received over the year was subject to withholding by default. So all of my taxes on my personal salary were withheld for the year that I've never had that like in my life. Yeah. So the fact that I came into this tax season and it isn't like a total like game to try to yeah. figure out like what the heck is going on. Like, am yeah. I going to get blown wide open right here? It's like that peace of mind of like, well, at least there's some, <laughs> at least something was paid is, yeah. is amazing. I love that feeling. Those. So I think we did. We've probably been S-Corp for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's huge. At first, it's really scary because like back yeah. in the day, I would just like, I would take money out when there was money in my accounts. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea of like having to make payroll every two weeks 
was terrifying. At yeah. this point, I cannot imagine doing it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, much better. It's so much better. And then I've had two times in my career where just through life, I spent like, I couldn't even, I'm trying to think of a good way to like phrase this, like how much money I was spending was the least important, um, component of the situation. So like when Mm. we moved to Oregon, I couldn't worry about what I pulled out of the business because at the end of the day, we had to finish moving. We had to get set up in a house. This is like during the pandemic, Mm. like you literally spend your way through. Yeah. That year, I think I had like a tax liability that I wasn't expecting of like, Mm. like maybe $50,000. Those are so painful that like, once you get set up on a system where you are, you know, that you're paying like your quarterly estimated, you're actually tracking Mm. it. Like all, obviously like all of this stuff is like scale related, but my Mm. God, what a huge just weight off of your shoulders yeah 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 the irs the irs is the biggest shark in the ocean i've said that before i think on the pod but it's like shark it's like all the other all the other things in business push you off balance but the thing that pulls the rug at the end of the day is going to be the irs like you know i know a lot of people that have gotten in trouble and and really it is usually it's just not watching Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, I just had a call with my accountant a couple of days ago and I was like, Hey, I just want to like double check last estimated quarterly. This is the number. It was the number. And I had the money in the account and I was like, it's crazy. Like how little I care about paying this when I have it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a non-event cause it's been, it's set aside. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to having to like, <laughs> like oh, you have a bill due in six days and like trying yeah. to like scramble. Yeah. Well, it's like that. And that's why this year, like the power, the feeling of having that money withheld is that like, I never saw it. Yeah. Really? I mean, I kind of did, but not really. And it's like, I just have never had that. Like I've never had it just be taken care of. And yeah, yeah, you could say it's an interest-free loan to the government, blah, blah, blah. But man, the peace of mind. Pay to play. Yeah. Yeah. And you get, you get other options. Like, I mean, we've talked about like the SEP IRAs and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. you get access to that through, you know being a being an s corp and that is that's huge because that's basically it's 25 percent of your w2 earnings Mm -hmm. you can contribute yeah that's a lot yeah it's good yeah so and also side note like i do think the way because because you were an s corp before you were married right or at the time Uh, or around that time Probably around that time. I don't remember which so came first. We were married for four years before we were S Corp. Okay. And I got to tell you, from like the family household financial situation, it is way cleaner to be way on a cleaner. W 2. Totally. Because here's the problem is like, I'm managing my thoughts and ideas and goals on the business financial side. Yeah. And then her and I are having a conversation almost like at times daily of the household needs. Yeah. And it's like, I'm constantly kind of putting them on balance. Like, yeah, we could, you know, we could maybe take some more money out. Like maybe not this week, maybe next week. Whereas with the W2, it's like, this is our salary. Yeah. And then I can look at the business account and I know what payroll is coming. 
and that is what I'm worried about. And that is my image that I have to like optimize. Yeah. And I don't, we don't have to have a conversation about money like every single day. Yeah. It's like, we just have to have a conversation if we decide, you know, like the salary is not enough or whatever, right. like, but it doesn't have to be like, Hey, uh, you know, dentist came up, like, let's just get a little more money out of there and yeah. well, you know, do that, oh, man. Like it was Are fine. You, do you guys, do you guys actually budget? Like, or do you uh, have like, Hey, this is monthly needs. This is like, this money goes here. Um, not real, not like super in a defined way. Yeah. Uh, not really. Yeah. Um, same. I've always had got, a really hard time doing it. But I got to say, like the family side of our finances, like where that W-2 payment salary goes, I don't really look into it that much. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like punt to Becca on that. Yep. Um, and it's just it just helps because it's like I look at so many financial things that it's like is it, it's just fatiguing to even think about. So I actually really enjoy that she wants to like have the reins there. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think she budgets some stuff. Like I think she's got, you know, her plans and stuff. Yeah, and that's like, great. I, you know, I'll manage the business and make sure the payroll's met and she'll manage that financial side. And it seems to work. Love that. But you guys do like emergency funds and stuff like yeah, that or yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like fun money funds. Yeah. So we do We're really getting into the tax weeds, aren't we? I do, but, just kind of curious. Yeah, like you said, it, it's new year. Yeah. No, I, I mean, in terms of like the way these escorts work is like you take your W-2 salary has to be a reasonable salary it can't be like five grand a year or something stupid like because they'll you know audit you but you give yourself a reasonable salary you then can take draws in addition to that which are not w-2 income they're a uh, i don't remember how it's classified in the tax code yeah but it's taxed at a different rate long story short so the goal of doing the s corp is you pay yourself a reasonable salary And then anytime you need to increase your income, like is your household, instead of increasing your salary, you just take bigger and bigger draws so that your tax up to a point. And this is like, there's a window. So you're like inside of this, you're like, you want to take out again, situations vary, but like I take out as little for W2 earnings as possible that are still reasonable. Yeah. Rest is done in member draws. Yeah. The downside to that road is that you can, if you're doing SEP IRA, you can only contribute 25% of, of the W-2. W-2 earnings. Yeah. But unless you're already maxing that, it's like a staggered process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. It is a really, it actually is pretty fun. But the, <laughs> I was just going to say the, the W-2 we look at as it's what we spend on food and like, I wouldn't call it discretionary, but yeah. it's like. Spending that isn't a bill per se okay. is what the W two is paying for in our lives, and then the draws account for. We do it quarterly because if you do it like every week, you get dinged. It's like not not uh, functional from the like IRS standpoint. Right. So we do quarterly draws, and that quarterly draw comes in at, with an earmark for all of that money. So it's like that quarterly draw is earmarked to pay for those three months of the mortgage. Right. It's cor- it's earmarked to pay for the emergency fund. It's earmarked. So like the it's almost like the draws don't exist to us from like right. a spending standpoint. That's interesting. I don't do it exactly like that and that is a, probably a better way to do it. Right. So if we wanted to increase like some sort of savings scenario, uh we would increase the draws and then yeah. it would be like the W2 was never touched and so like the foundational 
lifestyle is unaffected because the W-2 is what that is. And then the draws cover things like savings, things like in the, in our case, the mortgage, uh, just things that just kind of become out of sight, out of mind. Fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Works pretty good. Um, we've been pretty happy, but it's, it's one year we've done it. So we'll see how, how we change it, but tax tangent. Yeah. That's funny. I'm just like my head's on it right now because that's like, the new year, dude. It's, end yeah. of year, new yeah. year, trying to get yeah. ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But okay. the the one benefit of that is that okay, we do a weekly payroll. I'm paying the W two. It's uh, for both Dalton and myself. Uh, so I can. It's pretty easy to stay on top of that. Like I'm always watching it. Always like that's coming. You know, it's Thursday again. It's Thursday again. It's Thursday again. I know it the draws can be a little bit surprising sometimes where it's like, Whoa, time for that quarterly draw. Right. The benefit of having the quarterly draw cover things like all these savings accounts and like the the mortgage for the next three months is that if it's like, Oh crap, like I didn't quite get prepared enough for this draw. You could break it in half and break it like a couple weeks apart because that draw is for stuff. That's not like an immediate need. Because it's right. like, if you had to hold off on savings or some emergency fund, save anything like that, you could. But the W-2 income, you could not hold off on. But that's the one that's easier to keep up with because it's weekly. I'm like paying attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah, it's the way we've done it. I don't know. It's all learning. It's like, yeah, it's funny, like what your focus switches to over the years. Yeah. Like we used to always joke around about like blade grinding where you like, you hit a point in knife making where like grinding the blade is like the least concerning part of doing. Yeah. You're like, no, I know how to do that. Like it's fine. But initially yeah. it's really scary. Yeah. You know, I always, I still get a kick out of seeing what, uh, order and operations people take for folders. So like I'm, maybe I'm like weird. I grind a lot of times I'll grind my blades before I fit locks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like you, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like very specific about where they do a certain process. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion. It's because that process is the one that they're likely to make a mistake on. Yeah. And they don't want to ruin it downstream by doing work further down and then yeah. swinging back around to it. Yeah. If you're going to ruin it, ruin it early. Yeah. Ruin <laughs> early. And yeah. then like, Oh, I haven't ground my blade when I, you know, I messed up a lock. Yeah. At least the blade wasn't ground or whatever yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. I still like locks are still like, I still probably have more problems with locks just cause I'm picky, but mm. I'm learning. <laughs> I haven't even done that. So I know. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you think about folders at this point? Like as far as production, it's, I see the new shop yeah. allowing for something like that. Yeah. But I don't have it on the radar. Yeah. It's, it's definitely there in the future, but like, yeah, we've got a full basket of thing of plans that don't involve that. I like now. almost want you to hold off on that as long yeah. as humanly possible. Like until you just are like, I just want to do this. Mm-hmm. God, it, it really does add so much complexity. Yeah. Yeah. Even it, doing like I'm doing CAD on a folder right now. And after having come out, like come out of like three, three fixed blades and kind of figuring out my workflow a little bit, switching to a folder. It's just exponentially more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that scales to production too. Oh yeah. Like a thousand percent in production. 
all the little problems that come from folders become monument, like just giant problems. Uh, I definitely want to do it. And I think, I think my plan right now is I've stabilized the process of making our current knives quite well, but not Mm -hmm. totally to the point where it's not as much of a burden for me to sustain it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the new, hold on the new, um, LTU five and that style of knife. And like I said, that new business model that is nowhere near stable. I'm in the one yard line on that. Like, right. You know, I've got to still, I've got to get that totally bottled up and ready to go so that an employee can take it over, whether it's Dalton or another person. And then if I have enough of like a bedrock to where I can take on a big challenge, like getting folders to be like production ready. Right. Then I at least have like, like I said, that foundation to stand on. Um, but like in the early days when I just sort of had one small family of products, it felt like if I kind of neglected that to focus on the folder, yeah. it's too early. It felt too early to me. I totally agree. Sorry. Somebody keeps trying to call me. It's funny. Yeah. It's your first pod. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Silence those phones. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it down. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm excited. Very it's good. Much so. It's good. We just like killed it right there somehow. We just lost the <laughs> yeah the phone call. The thread, you know? the phone call. Phone yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's. Uh, we wanted to talk about like New Year's goals. Yeah. Predictions. So we we just talked a lot about like the changeover, but like, what does the next twelve months look like for you, ideally? Uh, I think there's a lot of refinement. Um, I. I feel like it's nice because I think there's been some changes like simmering that actually feel attainable now. And Mm -hmm. which over the last couple of years, I just kind of like couldn't quite get to the next spot. So, um, big, big goals on my side, like would be, uh, a consistently producible model out of the shop. Mm -hmm really focusing on process and it's just, I mean, it's like our conversations around this also, like I'm reading, I'm still reading that book, um, the perfectionists, but mm-hmm. I, right now they're talking about Rolls Royce and Ford and how like those two companies use precision differently. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I needed to send you the book cause you'd, you'd love it. But, um, I kind of feel like most of what I need to do, I started in the last quarter of 2023. And really at this point, it is being consistent and like tracking. Um, Mm -hmm. Tracking is something like budgeting that I've never done. So one of the most valuable things I think came from last year was the everyday practice of a bunch of different individual tasks, but one element of that was a tracking component Mm -hmm. with a weekly recap Mm -hmm. that has proven way more helpful than I thought it was going to. Cool. Um, from there, it's really tricky, man. Like Maddie and I have been talking about this a lot because like we're at a point right now where a lot of the conversations are are kind of around more around life than the business. But in that there is 
starting to try and find like directions for the business mm-hmm. that that align with the goals of life. Oh yeah. That's the right and way to that, look at it. So it's a it's a muddy, muddy question. So immediate is I would like to do two shows this year. Um I would like to be able to increase my efficiency around some of the fixed blades that I want to make. And I would like to increase the amount of design that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. The organization of that is still tricky. And that's like where I really, really struggle. But like the process of it, like that idea of, you know, if you don't, if you're ignoring your goal, does your process take you to the same place? I actually Mm -hmm. feel like right now, like all of those processes are aligned with probably ending up like, Oh, if I do this, like, yeah, I can do my two shows this year. I will automatically have more design. I will have like more time for the things that are important for the family. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great, man. Not crystal, but like, yeah, that's a, that's a good set of goals for sure. I really like that quote that you keep saying about (sighs) if your goal was deleted would the process still take you to the same place. That's, really enlightening i I like thinking about that it really sticks because i think that one of the other ones from last year that was this like just the question of so what Mm -hmm. you're like you ask you're like anything like oh i want to i want to i want to buy a new house so what like the so what is the critical component of like a goal yeah otherwise it's just like saying things yeah um and so i've really tried to yeah, I've really tried to look at that and realize that I have a tendency like towards perfectionism, which ultimately like really slows me down. And doing doing these tasks like every day has kind of like helped me realize like the growth can be like so so small, so incremental. Um here's a here's like a weird one for you. Um, still, still like one of the main goals for last year was to clear out this, like final little pocket of debt. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was a problem for me was I wasn't like really actively tracking spending. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like spend, I pay down the bills, do this legitimately started paying every single day. It's, it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But what it did was like twofold on the, on one, it made me look at, at like, look at like the credit card, you know, business credit card every single day, mm-hmm. know exactly how much was going out. But I was also putting some small amount just every day, just putting something. Sometimes I paid off all of the money that was spent that day. Sometimes it was the money that was spent that week. Sometimes like it was lunch. Mm-hmm. But it's the act of just going in yeah, every single day and doing it has really started to like move the needle. Yeah. And that's, that's great. And it's satisfying. So. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good thought. It's weird. Yeah. It's excessive. Right. Right. But it, but it's on a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's like turning something into a daily chore, you know, just makes it not a chore at all in a sense. Yeah. It's not yeah. a chore that, and that yeah. is like, it's the same thing I experienced around the gym, which is five days is easier than three days. Yeah. Cause it's not a chore anymore. Yeah. It's just, just a, brush your teeth. It's just a yeah. one hour, one hour yeah. block of time. Yeah. That's good. Tricky brain. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, so shop move, 
it's a goal. Um, looks like we got it, got it going. Fingers crossed. But yeah, uh, getting that stable. Uh, more macro than that, though, I would say generally deleveraging. Um, okay. I feel pretty good about what we've done, given what we've had to borrow to make it happen. Yeah. Um, I've just tried to stay lean, lean, lean as much as possible. And but that part of the reason is I was forced to do that because of space. Right. Like I couldn't be a big spender on the business without having more space. But now the thing about this space is I was talking to my wife about it is like, I have to be the the limiting factor of overspending. The space is no longer. Right. So there is no ceiling anymore. Like any machine sure. could be. Any machine of any yeah. size could any, fit. Yeah. You're like, oh, I do no want a water limit. jet in house. Like no yeah. big deal. Right. Yeah. And so I want to maintain the low leverage nature of what I've been trying to do and also deleverage uh, while using this shop to spread out, increase revenue, all that stuff. Um, and so like by the time I order a, like a new VMC or whatever, I want the time between now and then to be like a deleveraging event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And so not out of like desperation, but just out of like, okay, if right now, I could, I could, I could look back on this moment two years from now and think I should have done it differently, or I could thank myself for the way I went forward right now yeah. because it's about to become different. Yeah. I can, go, change. I, I can spend a lot of money that is borrowed and justify it or I can, be, or I can not, you the know, nice I mean? thing, the nice thing about where you're at now is I think you've, you've been able to see like enough growth in a in a kind of a controllable manner where I don't see you going out and spending a ton of money on machinery just because you can. Right. I want to say I want to say it was Chad Nichols who told me this and if it's not I'm still going to attribute it to him cuz it's re- was really good advice. He, he he basically was like I never have more than one machine payment at a time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. If you talk to like any startup, probably founder, that would be the most ridiculous statement in the world right? because you're like spending with it's like a gamble that you're like bringing you're going to bring in a draw at some point. Right. Yeah. But self-funding this stuff one machine at a time kind of keeps you honest. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I think I'll probably implement that. Um, Yeah, that I'd say that's the goal for me is grow while deleveraging so that means i'm going to be have it man like intentionally restricting growth right to achieve that so it's like i'm going to keep the leash tight on the growth to allow for the deleveraging because growth incurs debt like and yeah. incurs spending yeah and if you just let it go it's just you, like no matter how much you grow the debt's going to keep pace with it if you let it you know what i mean you have to like have some resistance to that yeah uh, so that's my goal is to be in the shop and be the, I be the limiting factor now that space is not. Yeah. And then, uh, other than that, I want to go off road more. It's a good one. I was going to ask like outside of work. Yeah. Cause mine were kind of like, I didn't go into details, but they're mm. some of the main work girls are go- goals are to create space around non-work goals. Yeah. 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 So like for you off-road more, any like big family goals, uh, family goals, uh, I'm looking forward to our fifth anniversary this year. So 
we're still in talks about what we're going to do for that, but that would be exciting. And then honestly, the kids are so small still. I spend, I do spend a good amount of time with them. Definitely want to spend more. Um, I think a family goal, like here's the thing is we've been having kids the last few years. We got two kids (laughs) and that's it. Uh, But we, but Wilson is now two. Yeah. As of next month, he will be. And that means that this is the first summer that we haven't had like a little, little kid. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. And basically since we've been married. And so I think it's time to stretch our legs a little bit, a little bit with that freedom. Um, Because it's like, like I said, the first time we don't either have a tiny baby or a very pregnant wife. And that changes the options. I want to utilize those options, not just like fall back into like, kind of cruising you know what i mean like yep. let's do something a little more adventurous nice. and try to ramp up as the kids are able yeah um uh, that'd be a good goal we're so we're we're like same boat like my kids are a little older than yours right so six and three um but because of my dad it basically mm-hmm. it we now have like a third baby mm-hmm. so like you know someone to take care of that is not really like like transportable can't leave for long periods of time and so we're trying to figure out like how to create space for us to do like some of that like adventuring Mm -hmm. like right now it looks like it's probably like like i'm taking Bo and like we're going to do this or like you know taking him for a weekend and it it's tricky but at the same time i just i feel really grateful that like i have we have the ability to figure it out yeah yeah but yeah, dude, the age that you're coming into, I think is like very fun. Oh yeah. I'm Kids super are excited. fun right now. They're, yeah, they are. It's a lot, but like, dude, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there is a ton of, uh, comedic value in yeah. a, in a yeah. four and a two year old. Yeah. We spend a lot of yeah. time laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. No. Yeah. We're, we're having a good time and yeah, I, I got to get out more and I, I don't really blame myself too much because you it's can. like. The last couple of years was like bear down, huddle up, huddle up, have some kids, start this, like get this new wing of the business going. And it's like, we did about everything we could. Um, yeah. And we did spend a lot of time like in the outdoors, but like, like I said, I, I have a Jeep that hasn't really been used the way I used to use my old Jeep. You know what I right. mean? Like I, it hasn't seen what I would like it to that's see. A season, so. That's like a seasons of life thing yeah. that is also very tricky where at least for me, there's things where I'm like, I will stop doing it. And not to say that like you and a Jeep is this, but like, I'll notice like I stop doing something. There's a long time that passes. I force it back into place and I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, that's just like that part yeah. changed. So I, str- I yeah. struggle with that constantly. Cause I'm like, I have a million hobbies and a million interests yeah. at this point. I'm very fine with it. Cause I know they like rotate through. Yeah. But just creating like creating time to do the things that I'm interested in like very uh intentionally I think is is a big goal for this year. Like you and I have talked about like we talked about like camping last year together and like we're going back and like you did the things on your side but we never did we never were able to like link up for that. It's like mm. that's I think we're increasing like the efficiency of like scheduling is really important yeah, yeah. so like if you put it on the calendar it's there mm-hmm. i've done that with a few things this year um and it feels good like 
being self-employed, I think sometimes like we have so much, it's almost like moving into that bigger shop space. Mm-hmm. We have so much time in a, in certain ways, it's hard to structure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think another goal would be we need to make that happen. Our yeah. camping off-road get together. I know. So well, I'm going to come out. I want to come out and visit you soon ish. And just like, mm-hmm. you can just bring my camper and park in your driveway. Cause park I'm now self shop, dude, <laughs> literally shop. dude. Uh, I want. saved a I saved a picture for you. Cause I knew you were like moving into a, like a bigger space. Um, and basically a dude like built, he built his like design cell. I love it so much. Cause it's yeah. like basically like rolling, like a rolling room. Oh yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Yeah, ship, <laughs> I always wanted a shipping container inside of a warehouse. I thought there that would be like the cool. Like you build yeah. your office inside the shipping mm-hmm. container. Put those inside like, those the warehouse, tra- like like <sighs> triangles inside there. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I just studio. want the I just want the dude's desk from um, Grandma's Boy. It's always been my goal. I want, like, oh yeah, where he's like laying <laughs> on his back. Yeah, yeah. Like, six yeah. monitors, like yeah, gyroscopic yeah. seat. Yeah, uh, that's my goal. It is cool. Twenty twenty four. See, that's the kind of stuff that I could <laughs> uh, I could fill that space with if I'm being Dude. liberal with the spending. <laughs> so you just maybe you talk me 15, out of my goal. <laughs> Fifteen thousand dollar CAD chair. <laughs> yep, curved oh. monitors. I'm not doing any of the flat ones up there. No way. Like, Dude, it's yeah. zero gravity. Yeah, uh, the room needs to be spherical. If the room is square and you're uh, sitting in that chair can't be it's got to be a spherical room so must have it is it's there's too many fun options i would love to see i would love to see like what the i feel like gamer setups like some of those probably Mm -hmm. like push into like that level of like tech and personalization like Mm -hmm. if elon has a gaming setup or room it's probably pretty interesting yeah yeah I would. Yeah, he's he's got a, a starship in his driveway. Basically, the nose yeah. cone is just a gaming room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, any this is like a weird question, but like any predictions mm. for this year, like coming in, like and it can be like broad spectrum, like more outward or inward. Uh, whew. I mean, I take both. Uh, outward predictions uh oh man i don't want to eat my own foot here but uh i think oh man this is a tr- tough i know one. i'm putting you on you, the spot. you go first you go first <sighs> is it too unrefined um industry like industry i have this weird feeling that the industry is going to like recover and that's a it's kind of a weird thing to say because industry is still good but it is down Mm -hmm. um part of that i know i think or i think is financial but i also think it was an i think there might have been like some ebb and flow of interest Mm mm-hmm and I, for some reason, like I feel, I feel like a little bit of excitement around the industry, like externally, 
that seems positive. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not like a tangible thing. It's just like a yeah. purely a feeling. I can see that. I, I got to say, I think the reason I can't answer is I have a non-answer for you. Give me the non-answer. It's a callback to something that I said. I think it was a few weeks ago I was mentioning. Okay. I think I'm in a position that I have not been before in that I don't care to pay attention to it. Totally get that. The outside world. Like, it's like, I don't, like when you said prediction, I was like, that's the first time I thought about that in a long time. Like, I just, I, maybe I just don't care where the whole thing is going. I don't mean that in a like negligent way of like, I don't care how other people's livelihoods go. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I just mean in the ecosystem that my business is in. Yeah. I'm interested in what's happening inside my business first. I guess that, I, that 100% makes perfect sense. So I hope that doesn't come across as like uh, selfish or like in a weird way. Not at all. Okay. It's just, I mean, part of it, I I would guess part of it is just the amount of focus that you have been giving to your business does not allow a certain type of outside critique. Mm. And that maybe that's not right either, but like that's you right. You have been in nonstop problem solving. Mm. What, what else is there to like worry about or to, or to watch, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, I'm, I'm living by the, like, if you build it, they will come mentality. Yep. And it's like, I don't know who's going to come, but I just know I'm going to build it. So is your non-answer then also your answer for internal? Internal is different though. I would say I see moving into the shop being taking longer and being harder than what I think it's going to be. I think that's a given. Okay. Maybe not a lot, but it's probably going to be, there's going to be a few messes involved in that. And I see us being in talks for at the very end of the year, beginning our talks about buying a different house. Ooh. Those are, I mean, that's, those are big. I, I see that. I see about a year from now feeling like it might be time to start talking about that. So in that, like that, you know, the, so what kind of concept, like, is there, is there any active small thought process or like steps that you start to take? Or do you literally just sit with that? So the step one, I don't, the thing is, I don't know if it's a goal right. to be talking about the house at the end. I, th- I think I just see it because I look at, we're going to have more space when the business moves out of this house. Right. But I think we're going to realize that it's not that much more space because right now the low hanging fruit is to get the business out. And then we right. have a little bit more space. I think it another 12 months is going to show us that it's like still, still kind of tight, like with yeah. the two kids and dogs and you know, it's a little tight. And so the reason I'm predicting that is we've been confined right now with moving the business and buying a house at the same time yeah. is almost impossible. Yeah. Um, and so if the business is not in the house, we could move. Yeah. 
and the business doesn't have to move right at that moment. It could be delayed or we could build a shop or we could put it in the garage later or like something else could happen. Right. Um, and so it's like, but it's I not see... the main driver. Like right. Having a shop in the house is not like n- necessary. Right. Yeah. right. Right. So I, yeah, I could see, I could see that. It's interesting. I don't have, I don't have any year, like anything prediction wise for myself. I don't have any goals. I, I don't think that really fit inside of a year other than kind of what we discussed. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything is kind of on like, I can see like three to five and I can see steps in the interim. I think that what, if I had to make a prediction kind of around my business, I feel like maybe I'm coming to a point where I don't, I don't think the business is going to shift, but I think that there's like areas where I will either be able to focus more or more clearly define and like make efficient. Um, And again, like that is pretty nebulous, but it might, it might be like taking the steps to like, you know, grow or like I'm maybe slightly more open to more production. Mm. Um, that t- also like for us ties into like housing, right? Cause mm. I've never bought a house that I buy a shop that has a house. It's not the other way around. Yeah. 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 Um, with the kids getting older, our neighborhood getting busier. The fact that my shop is like also the defining characteristic, I think of like how the business could scale. Mm-hmm. I think those things come into play within yeah. a few years. And that's, yeah. that's exciting, but like super undefined. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And we're going to make it to yeah. Mars this year. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Man, I hope, I hope, I hope this year goes well. I think it will. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What else? Yeah. And, uh, guys, oh, let, me, Patreon, let me add. Yeah. Later. Sorry. Do it. When I, in saying like, that I'm not paying attention to the everything out there. I do root for all of you guys. I hope you, I hope that the entire industry continues to grow because even though it's been a little bit softer in the last yeah. I don't know year, it is on a growth curve yeah. from a 20 year window standpoint. Yeah, and I will say I hope for all the best, but I don't predict. I don't want to predict anything. Not from a pessimistic yeah. standpoint, just from a, I don't want to calculate that kind of standpoint. Don't want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold out that like people are good to each other. And like you yeah. figure out our, in our very small industry that like it is truly a rising tide raises all vessels yeah. Yep. and like your network and the people that you work with and the people that you are doing business with, like yeah. you want everyone to do better. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Someone's success does not mean your lack of success. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Anyway, you were, you were saying. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, uh, I would love to hear, like, year-end wins or any, like, goals. Because Patreon, like, it can kind of live in there. Mm-hmm. And I would love mm-hmm. to be able to check back in a year and be like, hey, like, yeah, here's what you said. This was a goal. Yep. I would love check-ins. Um, yep. Jump in maybe, on general Maybe we chat. could throw in a couple and, like, yeah. Yeah. Love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Run that ultra marathon. (laughs) Yeah. 
You adding that I'll, one to the list? I'll reach out. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you guys. One of you guys listening, I'm sure. Love it. All right, let's call it. Uh, first pod of the new year. We did it. We got more coming. Thank That's you guys for listening. Right. Appreciate it. Happy New Year's. Peace.